Welcome to the most important podcast in the world. I'm your host, Reese Wood, and on this episode, we have comedian Emmett Crazy Cannon. Uh, Emmett is here to talk about his upcoming comedy tour, the I Survive Child Support Comedy Tour. It's a true story from what I heard, but I'm going, and I'm going to find out if it is or not. Uh, but it's going to be other comedy from Betty Goner and music from DJ Proper, also Kezia Dubois. I think I pronounced that right. November 24th, 7 p.m. That's going to be at the Emanuel Family Life Center, 1151 East Grand Avenue. Don't forget the zip code, 53511. Uh, it's $20 per ticket. This is going to be the day after Thanksgiving. Think about it. The day after Thanksgiving, you're going to be looking for comedy. You're going to be looking for tacos. I know it. And this is going to be the place to find them. Music, laughter, tacos, all on November 24th in Beloit. Mark the date. Mark the calendars. Do what you got to do. I'll be there. Hope to see you there. Uh, But in this episode, we're going to talk about uh, where Emmett and I met back in the day at uh, Janesville Community Radio, around 2015. Uh, We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what keeps Emmett going with comedy. Also, we're going to find out where it started for him. Uh, We have to find that out. But all kinds of interesting stuff in this episode. You might laugh. You might... You might laugh. But I hope you enjoy the episode, and thanks for watching. We're hanging here with... Emmett Crazy Cannon. Emmett, thanks for joining on the most important podcast in the world. Thank you for having me on the most important podcast in the world. I feel privileged already. I mean, no better person than you. You actually are the the first guest that we've had mentioned on a previous episode. We had Antoine McNeil, and he uh, mentioned you as somebody who was around when he was getting his start. And uh, that's actually something I've heard a lot of uh, from a lot of people around the Bloyton Janesville area. Your name comes up a lot. So yeah. really happy to have you here. But so we're going to dig into some things I think other people need to hear. I always like talking to people from the Bloyton Janesville area because there's so much that's going on here that people don't know about. Mm-hmm. And uh, that includes a lot of what you do. Uh, so let's start from the beginning, if it's possible. Uh, where did comedy all start for you? Where did that the path for comedy start for you? Um, first and foremost, I believe uh, now years later or knowing that I, um, it's, it comes natural to me. Anybody around me knows that I'm just naturally funny. But dur- during my uh, youthful years, um, being a class clown, um, doing things... Uh, so that was considered acting out as a kid. Um, but now it's part of my uh, storyline when I'm on stage. So just being being a kid, being a class clown, being funny amongst my friends and family. But uh, really it hit when I was in high school and I decided to be in a uh, talent show. And uh, I really didn't even know what stand up comedy was but I just said I wanted to put some stuff together and do it all at once and then I did that and I won the talent show and um, I had uh, one of my friends her father 
came up to me. He was a promoter. His name was Eugene Relaford. He has passed away um, as of now, but he was, he became my first manager. He came after to me after the show and said, I got it. And I was like, yeah, I did got it. I do have it. I won this hundred dollars. He's like, no, you have it. So he saw in me early that I had the knack to be a comedian at the way I put my uh, jokes together and then my state, my stage performance. And from there, I just, I started doing comedy at 16. You know, he was promoting me to do certain things. So from there on, I just, it just took off. Wow. So 16, uh, I know uh, I said this in the episode we did with Antoine McNeil. I'm kind of like you. I've loved comedy my whole life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who was like, who were the people that made you laugh when you were younger? You know what? I and I throw people off. I I could say, um, you know, the Richard Pryors, the Eddie Murphys, and things like that. But being that um, in my era, growing up, um, the real people that taught me comedy and how to do it was Carol Burnett, because um, she had a variety show, and I like to do improv. So she had her her show. It was the Carol Burnett's. It's the um, Lucille Balls. It's um, uh, those people because I watched them and they just they just had it where they did comedy on the on the flim. So it was those that got me. And then it became the stand up comics as the Richard Pryors. And my my comedy range just goes wild from different people that you wouldn't even believe uh, that I would take pieces from. Not so much still their material, but just the way that they they do comedy. So yeah, that that would be. Uh, I want to ask, you know, everybody's different on their approach to comedy. Are there certain elements of comedy that are like critical for you in in your approach? Um, so you're speaking as far as do I tap into politics or worldly issues or things like that? Um, you know what? Normally, I I, I try uh, not to do those type of things and not because, you know, not because I want to uh, not really offend people, but I believe that it'd be, it's so beaten in the news, beaten on social media and everybody t- puts their opinion on it and talks about it. So what I just do is try to be right in the middle and talk about some other things, right? Because I... If, if I start talking about something and another comedian or 12 other comedians have spoke on that subject, then I don't feel like it's funny. And I right. try to give people the most funny thing. Now, if it's, I will, or I'll put it in my own way, but really I just try to give, uh, I give you the now when I'm on, have you ever seen me do comedy? I give you the now, right? So if I do is if I'm doing my comedy stand up. I'll talk about what's happening in the room right then. So people will be like, wait a minute, he didn't write this down because this just happened. So I should give you the now. That's that's more my lane. I want to give you the now. So you can you really are the like on the fly, just in the moment. And that's that definitely is a, a different type of comedy. I know a lot of people have to write and they do a lot of writing, a lot of rehearsing. Mm-hmm. Like you said, there are some people that it's kind of just what you do all the time. And uh, I definitely, that's how I feel about you. I see you post online and you're always saying something funny. I mean, that's that's what you're known for, at least. Yeah, how I... 
and when I do, I'm, I'm also, um, I like to use my comedy in a witful way. Um, when I'm doing, uh, I like to do charitable acts. I like to do things in the community, helping out and things like that. And I don't want to sound like uh, some type of politician or council, councilman I can't, um, who's just born. Some people just give a speech and then you're like, eh. I try to use humor to, to keep your attention. And and that way you'll you'll get the understanding of what's going on and be more helpful to to uh, whatever thing we're that we're doing. So I try to use that as a witful way of of, of an icebreaker per se. Definitely. So the one thing uh, that also came across, you know, when you first came on my radar, I was uh, just coming to Janesville Community Radio. Yeah. Uh, before that was podcasting. Here I am back to podcasting, but. Uh, the time at the radio station, we, there were so many awesome memories. I, I engineered for you guys on B-City Be Funny yeah. a couple times. I can't even tell you how cool that opportunity was because you guys not only made me laugh, but I was looking for experience doing something like that, you know, yeah. getting to help comedians. Uh, like I said, a lifelong comedy enthusiast myself, but just getting to sit back and watch you guys. Um, it was amazing. I, tell us about some memories at the radio station, because I know it's just one of a bunch of things you've done. Like you said, you're always busy in the community. And that's what we were doing at the radio station. But tell us like some memories you have from there. So it's funny. Uh, rest in peace to Vicky Lynn, which is one third of B-City Be Funny. And uh, also with my friend Des uh, Miller, uh, Des Uncensored. But when we first started on the on the radio, doing the radio show, we actually um, were uh, put on there as a guest for Yuri. And so we we were a guest for Yuri and he, we were talking and we jailed. Listen, it's, it's, you'll probably never find a, a friendship like ours. Uh, three comedians that just jail, you know, we just feed off each other. And so we was coming there to do the radio show and we sitting there and we talking and we just being ourselves. And he was like, have you guys ever thought about doing radio? And we were thinking like, yeah, we on the radio show right now. We're talking to you. He, you know, we were happy being a guest, but he was like doing an interview for us right then on the spot to tell us that we could do a radio show. And so then when he finally told us like, no, I think that you would be great. All three of y'all to do a show together. So, we decided to do that. They came up with the BCB live and we didn't want to really just say what type of topics we talked about. We didn't want to be offensive to nobody or whatever. We just wanted to show people us and make people happy to get themselves relieved from the day and, and call in and, and listen to us. But we've had so many, so many different memories there um, because we never came with a script. Um, and so when you were there, when Paul was there engineering and anybody who was there engineering, we just we just came in there. I think and we was ahead of our time because we came in there and we did the show. But we was like, I think people want to see how we because we were doing all kind of antics and dancing and stuff. So it was like we want to see how people we want people to see us in the studio. So that's what we started doing live. If we you know. So now everybody does live podcasts and stuff like that. So we were kind of tapping into that field without even knowing it. Um, but yeah, it's so many um, things. If you go back on the B-City Be Funny Live uh, 
our, our page, you will see little clips of videos of where we were dancing and and singing songs together, just just doing whatever, just having fun. But yeah, that was a great experience. And everybody that we work with, I thank yeah. them. And still have memories of them. It was just it was that was a good time. Definitely, like you said, I, I definitely had the impression it was kind of like outside of its time because. Uh, just almost everything going on at that radio station was different. And yeah. I mean, yeah. it, those are great things. Everybody needs something different. And, and that's what's great about a community radio station. But we really had it going. You guys had it going with that. And um, like you said, unscripted, you just came in there. I watched it happen. Everybody just came in, sat down for like 15 minutes before it went on air. You guys would go on air and kill it for like two hours yeah. on a Sunday. And then we spent off of that because then Vicky got her own uh, segment of a show, which was called Wild, and it was Women on Women. And so she always was about empowering women, you know, giving women a voice and motivating. Well, right here, that was, I, I could never see why it didn't go uh, so so much further. Like I said, it was ahead mm -hmm. of the time. Uh, but right now, people are doing that. Like you said, they're streaming and podcasting and. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's just so crazy. You guys really were ahead there, but uh, so I want to ask you some other stuff. I know uh, everybody faces challenges, but uh, everyone's unique in how they handle them. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you, how do you handle obstacles and uh, the challenges that life brings us? Mm. That that's a very good question. Um, uh, being centered. Uh, in my beliefs, in my faith, um, that helps. But, and, and, and who you surround yourself with, right? Who you surround yourself with. Um, being a comedian, just per se, I, I do a lot of other things, but since we're speaking on comedy or whatever, being a comic, um, just as a recent, I, I had a friend that I was talking to and I was like, you know what? I'm going to pursue comedy 100% now. Right. Because I was working and, and doing comedy because I didn't want to be a struggling comic and, and then raising my kids. So I didn't want I, I love the comedy, but I didn't want to take away from raising my kids. Um, but you got to have a, a, a group of people around you that that this is how I feel that believes in you more than you believe in yourself. Because some people are like, man, comedy. Oh, man, you. You really want to do it. I know you're funny, but you really want to do that full time? Well, then how do you get the Steve Harveys? How do you get the Kevin Hart's? How do you get the Mike Epps? How do you get any of these comics to, to the level that they're on? They started from somewhere, but they started not only believing in themselves, but they have a team around them that believes in them because you're going to need managers. You're going to, you're going to need this, this vehicle to push you to get you there, you know, so... Those are things that I try to, but yeah, it is, you, you will have frustrating days because people don't understand they, that to be a comic, you have to have, a, you have to be a different individual. I have to go into a room full of people that don't know me that's going through their day to day. And I have to have the ability and the gift to go into each one of them and make them laugh. Right. That is not, that is not an easy thing. Some people think, Oh, I'm funny. I can get on stage until they get on stage. Let me say, wait a minute. I can't do this. So, and so I then need somebody to entertain me too, 
Because if I'm giving all my energy to you and you and you, then I need somebody to replenish that. So you just try to find the uh, even balance. But the love of it, it I know that it's come with strife. But if you know, that, and this goes with any comedian, if you love it, you're gonna have to deal with the 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 negative side of it too, with different things. Right. No. So I was gonna ask you outside of comedy. Um, what are the things that keep you in balance in life? Or, you know, we always have other things that motivate us or keep us centered. What mm -hmm. are those things for you? Um, different things that I don't even, uh, people, some people would know some things I don't, that I don't know talk about. Cause I don't, I don't want to be, uh, I believe that when you do certain things, uh, certain, I don't do them for accolades or something like that. So there's, going to the, uh, to the nursing homes, um, visiting with those people sick and shut in, um, trying to do things with the youth in, um, in the community, whether that's at the Boys and Girls Club, whether it's just mentoring, I've done mentorship, um, speaking uh, at the city council for different things that I see that needs to be done in the community, um, aligning myself with different, uh, organizations that see this see feel the same way that i do about different issues right i don't want to just be a person that talks about certain things like at the schools and be like oh man these kids are they're doing this and this and this but not being a part of it right so how can i help out instead of just talking talking down on different situations so one thing i remember about you out it was maybe my first or second campaign somewhere maybe in between I kind of, I don't want to, for viewers and listeners, I don't measure everyone this way, but you did reach out to me. You had some kind of question about me being active in terms of politics. Anybody mm -hmm. that reaches out around here or keeps an eye on what's going on locally, at least, um, it takes a lot to do that. I don't think everybody does that. And I didn't get a lot of people reaching out to me personally, uh, but you did, like I said, and I, I got to tell you, it it stood out because um, you were just asking something. I, I can't remember. You had a family member or a relative that was wondering about the people that were in a certain election or something. Just something <laughs> simple. Wasn't a big deal. But uh, I've had a handful of people around here. Uh, I don't consider myself like a big politician or a political person, even though I did run for office twice. Mm -hmm politics are only as much as part of my life as they are yours. I don't go on Facebook or social media every day and talk about politics. But so when people um, just communicate or send a message about this or that, it could be something small. It stands out to me because, um, like I said, around here, you got your big name politicians, even in a small city. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and they use everything um, they can to advance themselves politically. But then you have a lower level of people just in the community that are always doing stuff. Um, and you really got to notice, you really got to be at least your ear to the ground on some of the stuff just to see what I'm talking about, I guess. But mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No. just wanted to tell you, I mean, I, I guess I appreciate some of the stuff uh, that you, like you said, even showing up at a city council meeting, more people I really wish would if, if you feel a certain way about something, please 
at least show up one time um, for anything. I mean, yeah. because. But no, I want to I want to give you this moment um, and knowing you over the years, we may not talk or see each other as much, uh, but I'm, I'm following you from a distance. I see, you know what I'm saying? And so I'd like to give people their flowers as well. Men, what, to all the viewers, women like flowers, the actual plant, right? That, that makes them smile and happy and feel good on different occasions. Men like to get flowers as far as our attaboys, right? And our words of encouragement. So I'm giving you your flowers um, as a family man, as a man of the community um, and playing part in the community as far as you, you, you know, whatever you run for and trying to be um, an advocate of that within the community, right? So I'll give you your flowers for that um, because like I said, a lot of people talk about it, um, things, but they don't want to be about it. So being active in the community and doing certain things and you may get kicked around. You may not um, get the spot that you're trying to get. You may not get all the votes. And sometimes that's political. Just trying to be a part um, of, of something and trying to get voted in. And then that becomes political because your name doesn't stand out as far as someone else's does, right? So that can be a little discouraging in a way as well. Um, and that's, that's, it's funny because I'm, I'm thinking about being a part of doing some more stuff like that within the community. Um, because I think that some more people will listen to me more than they would someone else. But no, back to you though, but I'm giving you your kudos for what you have done over the years and, you know, whatever you may decide to do, you know, just keep staying at, at it. Well, I'm going to drag uh, drag us out of even when the word politics comes up. Like I said, I am in, in my heart of hearts. I'm not a political person. When it comes up, part of me cringes always. But uh, so getting back to I wanted to ask you about this upcoming comedy show. You're doing one on the 24th of November. Thanks. Tell us about this show, who you're doing it with, what's going on. OK, so on the 24th of November, 2023, um, in Beloit, Wisconsin at Emmanuel Family Life Center, I will be doing Emmett Cannon's comedy tour, right? And it's the first of many that's that's going to attach itself and, and run uh, throughout this uh, state line area. And the topic is I Survive Child Support, right? And that can come with a different whole lot of meaning. So uh, for everybody, I want everybody to come out and hear my story, my survival, my 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 story on that. But it's going to be a great show. Um, I'll have music performance opening up by the very good songstress Kasaya Dubois, and she's uh, from the uh, this area. Um, I'll have one of my good uh, comedian female friends from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Her name is Betty G, Betty Garner. She's gonna come down and uh, uh, open up with some comedy. Uh, we have the uh, we have a DJ, DJ Proper. He's very known in this area. Um, so the, the lineup is very good for the show. Then you know, on me being a headliner. And if you wanna come out and have some good food as well, 
we have uh, Blake Fleming, and he has his own taco business, which is uh, Taco Man 608, right? So come out and get some good food. Come out and get some good comedy, good, clean comedy. Um, uh, that's what I'm starting to do. Not that I was really raunchy before, if anybody know my comedy, but I want to do cleaner comedy. Um, there's a lot of people that don't want to come into a bar or something like that. And I get it, you know. And so, but they want to they want to support me. They want to hear my comedy. So I'm giving you an environment to come in and, and get some good comedy. Uh, day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. Um, so come and uh, burn up some of them holiday calories. Everybody wants something to do around the holiday while all families in town or whatever. So this is something to come out and bring bring the family, you know, have a date night, uh, have a girls night. Just come out, it's on a Friday. For, and uh, it's, uh, the doors open from uh, at seven, show starts at 7.30, come out, have a couple hours of good fun, and then you can go enjoy the rest of your weekend. That's right. Hey, so I ask everybody on the show um, to to kind of wrap things up. Uh, everybody's got something different to say when it comes to uh, an important message. But, you know, what's one message or something important you'd like to leave people thinking or consider? I would say that um, at the end of the day, and I, what was my quote yesterday? I, I told a friend, oh, told a friend yesterday, I said, create your tomorrow today. Create your tomorrow today. So if you're not having a good day today, still put it in your mind that tomorrow is going to be better, right? Because especially now during the holiday season and all of that, depression kicks in with different people and all of that, and they can't really see their way and it gets kind of murky. So my whole thing is create your tomorrow today. Love it. Love it. All right. I mean, I'm going to see you at your comedy show November 24th. Everybody, make sure you're there. It's easy. Send them, uh, what's it, 20 bucks on Cash App? Cash App. I, I am in the, uh, my team and I, we've, we've even went back to going to give tickets out. So you can hit me up, uh, 1608-931-9458. And we will uh, send my people out and they will give you the ticket. We don't want you to wait to the last day and be not be able to get in. Come get it now. That's uh, the next Friday, the 24th. It's going now, November 24th. So come out and be a part of it. And I appreciate you, Reese. Appreciate what you're doing. Uh, I appreciate you having me on, on your podcast. Keep doing bigger and better things. Absolutely. You too, Emmett. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you.